Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, last Thursday, um, I was at an event that I'm pleased to say that the university hosted in the engine shed on the campus. And it was the, um, the launch of this year's Northamptonshire Limited report that Grant Thornton do. It is an annual sort of finger on the pulse of the top 100 companies in the county. I'm delighted to welcome back to the show um, somebody you've heard from before. And that is Mike Hughes, the Corporate Finance Director of Grant Thornton in this region. Mike, um, welcome back. Thank you for uh, you know, taking this recording the, the morning after. Uh, how are you feeling and how did it go yesterday? Uh, thanks, Adrian. Yeah, great to, uh, to be back on your show again. Um, yeah, we were really pleased. I think it was, uh, you know, we we're in that early stages, I think, of getting out again and, and running events. And uh, it was fantastic to, to bump into so many old friends that I realised I hadn't seen for, you know, sort of 18 months, two years. So uh, I think from a, from a networking and, and just catching up with people perspective, it was, uh, it was great. Um, I think from a, a sort of, you know, content and, uh, you know, delivery perspective, People seemed really interested with what we had to say, so uh, no, we were we were delighted with the event. Did you lose anybody? Do you think from COVID? I think yeah. I think you know we were at that stage. I said early stage of people getting out again. Some people are more comfortable than not. Uh, I think people are still being careful. We had one or two people message us yesterday say, look, you know, we've either been pinged or um, we you know we've had a message saying we've, we've been in close contact with someone. So you know, for for for, for sort of safety and you know care reasons we won't we won't be able to attend but uh no generally i think we had a uh, a really good turnout and uh you know that's uh you know that was that was exactly what we hoped for indeed and there was a there was definitely a good um buzz in the room but uh, just tell us you know the 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 concept behind the northamptonshire limited report and then what really have they been the key findings that you've come up with this year yeah so northamptonshire limited is, is you know it's in its ninth year now so we've got a you know, a really great data set going all the way back, uh, you know, through to 2013. Um, the, the, the principle behind it was that, you know, we've always believed that the, the real engine, the, you know, the driver, I think, of, 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 a, of our local sort of market and, 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 and economy is, is the mid-market. It's not about that sort of mega businesses. It's the, it's the you know, the mid-market, privately owned businesses that, that, that you know, tend to be the real sort of... Uh, you know, engine of, of, of local sort of uh, the local marketplace. And so we wanted to, um, you know, use those as a kind of barometer for, for the health of the, uh, of, of the county. Um, so our, our focus has always been on, you know, what we describe as the, uh, the top 100 privately owned businesses. Uh, we pull their accounts um, that, that have been filed, obviously, at Company's House. Uh, we analyse them uh, in terms of their performance against... Um, the previous year uh, on a whole bunch of measures, including turnover, on profit, on, on, on number of, uh, of employees. Um, and then we kind of mash that together um, to kind of produce an overall picture for the county. But we then can, we can analyse it in different ways as well. 
So what, um, you know, what were the highlights for you then? What were you reporting yesterday? I mean, the format was different, right? Normally you have more speeches, but this time you build it as a more of a celebration of surviving and getting through the pandemic coming out at the other end, hopefully. Um, that is that is the case. Um, but what were the sort of main headlines that you, you shared yesterday? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right, Adrian. The, um, you know, the, the premise this year was, was, was very much celebration. It, it, was a, uh, it was a chance to kind of reflect on what's been a, a really tough sort of 18 months for, for many, many businesses, but also to, I think, to, to recognise and to celebrate that the Northamptonshire business community, uh, you know, has continued to thrive, I think has sort of come out in, in many cases very strongly. So, uh, you know, that was the overall sort of theme. In terms of the numbers, so the kind of key metrics, I suppose, we really look at are what's happening in terms of turnover and what's happening in terms of profit. Um, just give you a bit of sort of historical context. Pretty much every year we've run this, all the way from, from, from day dot, turnover has kind of risen. Sometimes it's risen significantly by double digit percentage. Um, the last couple of years we've run this, it's gone up by sort of five or six percent. Um, and that, you know, reflects the, uh, I think, the, the progress the county's made. For the first time this year, uh, the 2021 figures show that turnover is actually uh, reduced amongst the top 100 businesses. Um, it's gone down by two and a half percent, which which frankly was a, was a bit less than I expected. And, uh, you know, because this looks at historic data, it's looking at filed accounts, there is a bit of a lag. So, mm. so it wouldn't surprise me that, that next year we end up with a with a further sort of um, uh, downturn, a, a, a kind of a, 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 a correction. But um, yeah, this year it was the first year that turnover has gone down. Um, from a profit perspective, profit was also down by 2.4%. Um, profit has been a bit more variable. There are, there are years when it's had you know very significant growth, and there are years, for example, a couple of years ago where it actually went down by by 7%. So um, we weren't that surprised by the figures. I don't think it's going to tell us anything that, you know, a, a man in the street wouldn't kind of have guessed, but, but, but probably we would have expected the, uh, the decrease to be a little bit, uh, a little bit sharper. Mm. Okay. And the other, you also look at employment, I think. Yes. Yeah. And employment is, um, you know, employment's been, uh, again, sort of probably moving up and down a little bit over the years. This, this year it's kind of flat. It, it kind of went down by just under 2%. So, uh, again, I suspect that the impact of the, uh, you know, the, the government scheme, particularly furlough, has probably masked, uh, masked that sort of uh, metric just a little bit. And uh, we, we may well see, uh, you know, in a year or so, time we pull this figure again, mm. that turns out to be slightly different. But for the purpose of this year, if you're on furlough or you're... Uh, you're actually active at work. You're still counted as employed. Mm. So the, the keynote speaker, Alex Goldsmith from Medigold, he gave a story. I mean, that, as I agree with you. The figures are not as bad as you might fear. And we seem to be coming out quicker than we thought from the um, from the pandemic, the impact. But, you know, wasn't Alex's story just uh, his turnover dropped by 60 percent almost overnight in March 2020? And then gradually, you know, with a lot of uh, innovation amongst his team and his, his people responding so well to the, to, the, to the challenge, you know, they've built back and come up with new products and new service lines, et cetera. So do you think that's been the case across those 100 middle-sized middle companies in the county? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I suppose the way I look at that, Adrian, is that um, it, it's hard to buck the trend, isn't it? So if you, if you look across nationally and i'm sure the same is reflected in, you know within northamptonshire 
there are certain sectors where actually, um, not so the pandemic has been good for them, but they, they, they've been able to trade very strongly through that. So, um, you know, transport and logistics has been strong. Yeah. Uh, healthcare generally has been strong. Um, certain sort of elements of the of, of tech space have, have, have done very well. Uh, manufacturing has actually done pretty well because it's adapted and, um, you know, evolved very quickly in, in a lot of cases. Alex made a great point, which uh, I know got almost a bit of a laugh on the evening when he said, you know, people say to you, but Alex, you're a healthcare business. You must be, you must be loving it. You must be doing brilliantly. And as he quite rightly said, well, hang on, you know, literally, you know, overnight my turnover dropped by, by 60%. So, so there are, you know, there are businesses in hospitality or in travel and tourism, you know, you're going to have had a tough time, no doubt about it. You, you, yeah. you know, it's difficult to butt that trend. The, the thing that, you know, we've always said, and we didn't show it last night, but but um, often in our uh, Northampton Limited presentation, we, we, we put up a little uh, pie chart showing the sectors uh, mm -hmm. that the, the 100 companies are uh, they're in. And what that always shows is, is a fantastic diversity across the across the county. And I'm sure that that you know absolutely is true this year as well. And that means that whilst there are businesses that, that have had a tough time, there's also businesses that have actually traded very strongly. And uh, you know, one of the things that we do as well as looking at the percentages is is a kind of binary sort of view. We call it growth index, and it just says look how many businesses are growing turnover out of the hundred, and how many are going the other direction. And it was 45 out of the 100 have actually grown turnover in the last year. Mm. Five have gone the other way. But but still, you know, nearly half of the businesses have actually had, um, you know, an increase in turnover. Yeah. No, it's um, it's fascinating, isn't it? You know, with such a shock to the economy, you know, where the winners and losers are. And as you say, many sectors have had some real hardship, hospitality, uh, one in particular in travel. But um Overall, I thought it was quite it was an upbeat um, message. Now, you've also done some surveying of local business leaders on the key issues that sort of worry them, keep them overnight or key opportunities. Is there anything you can share with our listeners on that side? Yeah. Um, as I said last night, uh, I think Grant Thornton is in a, in a privileged position in that we have access to uh, many, many uh, of the local business leaders who you know, kindly give us their time to uh, to give us their views on uh, you know, how they see the world at the moment. So we were keen that uh, as part of last night's presentation, we kind of had a bit of a look forward view as well as sort of looking back to uh, you know, what, what, what's been you know, presented and uh, you know, audited results. Um, so we, we, we've been doing a kind of almost a pulse survey type um, uh, scenario with, with, with many of these guys just on, on a quarterly basis to say, look, are you, are you pessimistic, optimistic or kind of about the same in terms of you know, some key drivers. Um, the, the, the thing that sort of struck me out of that was generally um, there's quite a high degree of optimism uh, in terms of revenue and profits, uh, or certainly revenue growth, uh, which is like running at, you know, more than 60% of businesses we spoke to or business leaders said that they expected revenue to, uh, to rise in the next uh, six months. Um, they were also very positive in terms of their, their funding position, uh, Literally just a handful out of uh, 100 people said that we, you know, we're worried about where we sit on funding, which is which is great when you think that a lot of those, um, you know, government schemes and support are starting to come to an end now. Um, profit wise, it, it's probably a little bit more mixed, um, but there's still, you know, more than half the people we speak to expect profit to rise over the next uh, six months. And I think the reason for that, Adrian, is that 
it, it, whilst it's been a tough old sort of 18 months, I don't think it's been as bad in the actual eventuality as people feared it might have been mm. you know, last spring. And yeah. so they, they come into the sort of current environment, you know, geared up, ready to go again. Business leaders in our county are a resilient bunch. They're robust, they're resourceful, they back themselves and they're ready to go. They, you know, they say that, um, you know, the landscape has changed in their, in their markets. They see opportunities and they genuinely feel optimistic that this is a, uh, you know, a chance for them to, to maybe make a step change in, uh, you know, their, 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 their market share, their, their footprint in terms of, um, you know, revenue and profit that, that may not be there in a, you know, a static and stable market. Yeah. And all that despite Brexit, right? Because we're hearing 4% cost to the economy for Brexit. The pandemic, I haven't had a national figure in terms of what they think the cost was. Clearly watching the quarterly change, but um, it might be, you know, of that order, two, three, four percent, I guess, across the, the, the piece there. But your day job's gone well in the last few months, you were telling me, in terms of um, mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, the MA market's been uh, it's been really crazy this year, both in terms of the volume of transactions and, and and actually pricing has been strong. So I think you've got that perfect storm where um, a lot of buyers, you know, like to buy businesses regularly, whether they're private equity or their large trade businesses, didn't do very much last year because they were quite focused internally. So they're they're keen to be out in the, the market doing stuff this year. I think from a sell side, you know, the vendor side of it. Um, there's enough privately owned businesses that kind of think, well, do you know what? Uh, we've come out of this okay. We've, we've sort of perhaps survived by the skin of our teeth. Or we've, we've, you know, we've got a, uh, you know, we might have kind of dodged a bullet here. Who knows what's next? It could be you know, any kind of, you know, external factor that we just have no control over. And, you know, the, the risk reward equation looks a bit different all of a sudden. So they're interested in, um, you know, de-risking or, or maybe selling out completely. And that for us is, you know, as a, as a, as a local, business, local business, we'll have uh, completed, I think, twice as many deals this year than we would have done in a, in a, in a normal year. Uh, and that, wow. that picture has been repeated nationally as well. So uh, it, it's been a fantastic year for us. Whether that will continue into next year, we'll see. Um, there's certainly a little bit of, you know, bounce, I think, still from, from people worrying that capital gains tax might increase in the next sort of 12 months or so. And, you know, that will either come to fruition or it won't. But uh, it, mm. it's been a fantastic year for m and Very interesting. Very fascinating insights, actually, in what's going on in the background uh, to what we see in the news and the headlines, of course. Now, the subject dear to my heart, as you well know, um, what, what can you report on um, corporate citizenship and uh, corporate social responsibility and ESG, all this alphabet soup of terminology? But basically, are we building back better with a more conscious capitalism or responsible capitalism or stakeholder capitalism? I, th I think there's, you know, um, there's definitely some moves in the right direction, Adrian. Um, we we spoke to, I think, 200 of our local business leaders across Northamptonshire and the East Midlands. And the, the general response from that in terms of uh, ESG was, yeah, we get it. We absolutely get it that um, it is fundamentally a massive contributor to, to overall business value, both from a from a day-to-day -day trading perspective, it enables us to have better relationships to access um, a wider uh, stream of customers, including including government, for example. It helps in our relationship with suppliers. It certainly helps us to attract and retain our best people and, and to retain talent. So, 
even if you don't kind of buy in completely and, and there's no reason why people shouldn't, but even if you don't sort of follow the sort of moral compass that this is the right thing to do, your hard-nosed business, hard-nosed business guy is saying it's the right thing to do from a business perspective. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of winning the, um, you know, winning the battle on that front. I think the bit that um, we're now really starting to focus on is, you know, we, we could say we're going to adopt it. We're going to, you know, try and be authentic. We're going to try and be true to the, true to the vision. But what actually does that mean, for example, in really hard-nosed areas such as have you got a net zero plan? What, 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 what sort of progress have you made on that? And what our survey uh, has indicated is that that's still some way behind. Probably half the people we spoke to literally have got nowhere on that. And obviously, if you listen to, to the stuff that Rishi Sunak was you know, talking about at, at COP26 this week, yeah. that's not a sustainable position. There's going to be a bit of um, as push as well as pull on that. They, 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 you know, it's going to start with listed businesses and financial services companies. But as we know from many, many other sort of um, things in the past, if you start there, then that filters down into the mid-market very quickly. So yeah. I, I said there'll be, um, there'll be quite a lot of people sat around board tables in the next you know, couple of months asking that question far more directly what are we actually doing about net zero how do we um how do we put a plan together what help do we need to do that um and you know what best practice can we learn from from others yeah no really really interesting i i I think the mood has changed it is becoming mainstream because it's not only environment Uh, i think we need to look at the stakeholder approach too and you did report it last night with a nod to me that um, you know, there was good news that people recognize it. They're aware of it. Perhaps not so good news. They haven't done much about it. But I see that as an opportunity, um, definitely, Mike, you know, both for consultancies like yourselves as much as for educators, you know, like the university. And maybe there's a scope there, you know, to work more collaboratively on pushing that agenda forward and showing businesses the way. I had the same in a, in a webinar that I ran yesterday from um, you know, a group of people who you think are very well informed and you know, they're reporting their customers, their clients don't know what to do. There is a need for show that, show me how, I think is the, the question. And that, that presents opportunities to change the world, opportunities for services like, um, like Grant Thornton. Well, a fascinating insight, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time out of a busy schedule to come and um, talk to us about it. Um, well done, congratulations on the event yesterday. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the report, of course. And thank you very much for choosing the university and the university, the student union engine shed as the venue. So um, hopefully you'll be back at some point in the future at the university. But uh, can how do people get to see this report? How uh, you better tell us how to get in touch and how to find out more about what you've been talking about. Yeah, it's up on uh, it's up online, Adrian. So so at our little sort of nod to 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 being as environmentally friendly as possible. There are no hard copies of the report this year. First time we've ever. Um, moved in that direction and, and i know from you know we, we'll, we'll stay in that in that way going forward so uh you can access it straight off the uh, off the gt uh, website or if anyone's interested they can just contact me uh, either through linkedin or uh or directly through email and uh, happy to uh, happy to help so what is the uh, website grant thornton is it gt.uk uh, whatever how have you got a, a particular website or people always write to me of course as well <laughs> yeah it's it's just um the normal G, G, gt.com website and then you can uh you can search in there and find it very easily okay mike thank you ever so much indeed and um keep well keep safe and keep up the good work thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed that interview there are plenty more here on the podcast platform and of course you can always listen on uh, live on tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m on n live radio 106.9 fm 
or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.